This is the Overclocked Podcast, a weekly dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we hang out with a trio from classically informed funk group Disco Cactus, search the depths of our music libraries for a secret song or two, and rely on a vaguely clever play on words for this week's playlist. Hello? Hi! Is anyone there? No. Oh! Brian, you're here! No, I'm not. I'm on vacation. Oh, so was I, but now we're back in the old studio. Wowza. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. All right. Had uh, some R&R, mm-hmm. and I don't mean remix and remix, the remix rewind. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a nice time having, you know, a whole week off. I almost wish we could do it every week. Oh, wow. That's a, what a thematic thing to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah welcome back everyone to episode 62 of the overclock podcast i am your host brian and joining me today is my brother and co-host steven hey steven how you doing hey i'm good good that you're good so yeah as you alluded to there we're actually thinking of changing things up here at the overclock podcast yeah and it's something that um we've been thinking about for a few weeks and we just happened to have to take this last week off and it gave us extra time to put the show together and then we started thinking that might be something that could be useful for us going forward, not having to do a, a weekly show, but instead moving it to bi-weekly. Yeah, as the show has expanded, it's just gotten more and more moving parts. I mean, when we started out, it was like an interview, and then it was just us doing stuff. And now we've got mm-hmm. our guest segments, and we have the playlist coming in. And there are so many different things that require you know, outside input and lining things up that we figured to really get the best out of it, we probably need like a little more prep time than just every single week. Right, because on top of that, the interview style has changed a little bit, where before we would, you know, record for maybe 30 minutes and put the whole thing up. And now, at least when I'm conducting the interviews, I find that I'm spending more time with the interviewees, and then later I'll cut it down, sometimes even in, you know, into two-thirds or half of its original form, Yep. which turns out to be a really tight, interesting, fun interview, but takes a lot longer. Yeah, it's really time-intensive. Just the show in general has become a lot more time-intensive, so it seemed better to be putting out, like, a really good show every couple weeks than a rushed show every week. Yeah, it's like I was saying when we were talking before we started recording, I love that feeling of opening a show saying, what a show, what a oh, show gosh. we have for or you today. closing a show saying, what a show. Yeah, we just love saying what a show, and we're not able to do that if we put it out every week. But it comes from a genuine place. That's why we like mm-hmm. saying it so much. And if we have to do it every week... Uh, to be fair, everyone's sick of us saying what a show every week. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> but there's a certain special feeling that I get when we've really put something special together and, you know, put our hearts into it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to do that, you know on a weekly basis i agree though we aren't just uh abandoning everyone on the off weeks we actually have some plans Wait, what really i was about to push every single one of our listeners into the ocean one by one well we can still do that when we have our pool party <laughs> by pool <laughs> i mean the ocean so i guess beach party uh but no uh-huh. we're going to be doing something on the off weeks or we're planning to and this is still very much in the planning stages as in we came up with it seven minutes ago but <laughs> what we're going to be uh doing or what we think we're going to be doing is you know one week we'll have a show then the next week when we are taking off from having a show we're going to do a live listening party of the playlist so basically how that would work is we get on discord and for about an hour we would listen through the playlist for that week um, we would give the topic on the the last episode, and then we basically listen through a playlist of ten songs, and then take breaks to chat with everyone in the Discord uh, 
between it. So we'd all jump on like a Discord call mm -hmm. and listen to a song and then talk about it and then listen to a song and then talk about it. Uh, so it's almost like almost like a mini show, but we're recording it with the audience or whoever wants to show up. So so you could kind of see it like every single week there's going to be an overclocked um I almost forgot the name of our show. Uh -huh. There's going to be an overclocked podcast playlist. Mm -hmm. One week it'll be in a you know fully produced show that goes up on our feed, mm -hmm. and the next week it will be live with listeners. Yeah, exactly. So if you all have clever names that we could call the live playlists, uh, let us know. Mm, yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll get guests to join us for that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we were hoping to come up with some cool ideas for it. So th that said, there still will be a playlist every week. So you can go ahead and uh, check like it, it, there will be the playlist that we give at the end of this episode. The playlist theme will be what we're using for the Hangout. And the playlist theme we give at the end of the Hangout uh, will be used for the next full episode. So we're still using different yeah. themes every week. So it'll all be on Twitter as usual mm -hmm. in case you get confused. Yep, um, for sure. You can hit us up on Twitter. Wait, at I think OCR we're, we're putting the cart before the horse here. So yeah, oops, uh, oops. we also wanted to thank everyone for the submissions they did for the survey we sent out. Yes, the Overclocked Podcast Survey. That was great. It was very heartening to read everyone's experiences with the show. Mm -hmm. And um, what a show, what a Have show. Have we announced this on the show yet or do we just do that in our off time? Um, no, that was on the off week. Oh, so okay. I did want to get to that. We put together a survey. So it asks you questions about what segments you like, what parts of the show you like, what parts of the show you don't like. Uh -huh. Leave that part blank. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, ideas you might have. Yeah, we'll throw it in the show notes. And if you send in a survey submission, you actually will be eligible to win a thing. Yes, you will. We are going to raffle off um, Materia Pluses. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. We are going to be raffling off Materia's album New Game Plus from the uh, Overclocked uh, record store. How thematic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so cool. hurry up. You better do that because we're going to wrap it up over mm -hmm. this weekend. Yep. So you better hurry up and get in there. And speaking of hurrying up, we better get on to the Remix Rewind where we run down the latest from ocremix.org. Hundreds of years ago, when Dwelling of Duel's music factory was making all the fan ghouls squeal on the Transylvanian boy band circuit under the name New Kids on the Block with a Pork Chop Inside It, their number one hit was a song called All I Wanna Do. Only the melody lived on in Dracula X Rondo of Blood. Until now.
remixer Schnabubula dances down the ivories in his piano solo rendition of Super Castlevania 4's track, Chandeliers, dubbed 1-2-3-1-2-3-WHIP. This lengthy track takes its time to explore several variations on the theme, appropriate for an evil magic castle with so many diverse environments. Rebecca E. Tripp's latest is a Final Fantasy VII contribution called Vincent's Longing. In properly somber tones, the emotional melody is a fitting tribute to one of the game's most complex characters. If Mario Karts had windows, we would ask you to roll them down as the overclocked University Tour Cart with Ocean's Andrew at the helm roars down the highway blasting Wind in Your Hair, the first Mario Kart Wii remix to hit OCR. It's got a springtime bounce and an undeniable urge to party, but, but don't panic. 
we hire that little guy in the cloud to fish us out of the pool in case things get too crazy. That didn't last long. Spring has passed into summer and fall, leaving us with Tamias 222's Pokemon X remix, Thy Everlasting Winter Wind Blows. If the soothing rise and fall of sound and music is putting you to sleep, that's by design. This lullaby is from Esther's Dreams, an album dedicated to DJ Pretzel's daughter. these remixes and more, head over to ocremix.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Intune Interview, the part of the show where we talk to music makers about the music that they make. I'm Steven as usual, and today I am here joined by three members of Disco Cactus. That is not to be confused with the genus of tropical cacti that's a completely different thing as far as i'm aware let's start with you doug hey welcome to the show hi so doug you are part of disco cactus we'll get to that you know Mm -hmm. as a group in a moment but you've got two crew mates with you um Mm -hmm. and ben welcome to the show as well hi thanks (laughs) and i think i heard the name sam in there somewhere so welcome to you as well (laughs) yeah thank thanks yeah it is it is my pleasure so Doug, I assume you're mostly on, what, vibes for the band, or do you do anything else? Piano? Yeah, so basically, for the most part, I play vibes, um, Ben plays piano, and then Sam plays bass. Although, it's not necessarily impossible for us to switch it around a little bit, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ben is also a percussionist, and uh, I also play some piano, and 
Sam plays guitar as well. We haven't really experimented yeah. too much with changing up the instrumentation yet, but it's certainly a possibility. Okay, nice. I got you. It's somewhat somewhat fluid then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I guess um we first started as a result of um a particular group of people that we knew in school at Yale. We all went to the Yale School of Music together. We had started doing some concerts and playing some music that was a little more experimental and starting to tamper with, you know, rock and jazz idioms and whatnot, even though we were all in school for classical music. And one year I brought a subsection of this group of people to MAGFest. Um, but we started uh, playing out in the hallway just because we were like, you know, screw it, we want to perform at MAGFest, but we didn't get a concert spot. So <laughs> It's one of the best places yeah. to perform at MAGFest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so we we kind of set up in the hallway and uh, had my vibraphone and, uh, you know, Ben was playing. I think you were playing accordion. I was playing Will's accordion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were with uh, yeah. uh, Will Roger, who um, plays flute in the group, and he also is a pretty well-known video game composer at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of caught on, and we realized, you know, this was really fun and something that we should try to latch on to. So we tried to keep the tradition going. Um, so as far as who's in the group, well, obviously these three or these two are. From there, you know, we kind of uh, let it be this somewhat modular, fluid thing. I don't know. Maybe Disco Cax is more of like a concept <laughs> rather than a band. I'm yeah. not really sure. But I mean, like, you know, the regulars are like the three of us and uh, and Will Roger, as I mentioned before. Um, I guess uh, Peter Kim at this point. Peter Kim has been yeah. with us yeah. more often than not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It makes me really happy that it has such roots in MAGFest. The first time I think I had properly heard of Disco Cactus was the 2017 MAGFest, which is actually just my second MAGFest. Oh, wow. Um, Me too, actually. Oh, nice. Okay, I don't feel so alone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That was my 10th. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it just kept, like, buzzing up and down the halls. Like, I kept hearing, oh, Disco Cactus is going to be there. Something about David Wise. Like, what's what's going on? So, so, you know, Brian and I, brother and co-host, for those of you who don't know him, um, were just kind of wandered into a room. And we're like, oh, this looks neat. I think they're playing some kind of, you know, freestyle jazz or something in here. We poked our head in, and we realized... Everyone we know was in there, including <laughs> David Wise, who we yeah. sat next to and had a conversation with. And meanwhile, you guys were, you know, playing, you know, DKC music. And yeah. it was it was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess we kind of already established that there is a jazz theme going through Disco Cactus. But how would you guys describe the music that you play? Oh, yeah. huh. well, <laughs> I don't know. was pitching it to people as like um classically informed funk music yeah <laughs> you know because it's because like there's, there's like a lot of there's like bits of like contemporary classical especially thanks to ben uh then there's like there's the funk element there's the jazz element there's the rock element that's in there too mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of different things kind of combined into one
so I guess we kind of got an overview of the band, but I want to, you know, give you guys each a bit of a spotlight to figure out, you know, what kind of music do you guys like to play? Like, Doug, we'll go back to you. Like, what's what's your wheelhouse these days? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, you know, most of my work right now as a musician is in like, the classical music world. So mm-hmm. I sub with orchestras a lot in various orchestras around Connecticut and Massachusetts. Um, I, uh, I play in a lot of different chamber groups um and i play all sorts of like oddball gigs here and there i've actually been doing a lot more like in solo classical playing as well so like like solo marimba Mm -hmm. playing for example um so yeah a lot of like classical music right now but jazz has also been like a big part of my life and i have a group called triple point trio outside of disco cactus that i play with a lot um which is like a a mixture of jazz and like new music like classical new music so A lot of a lot of improvising, a lot of ex- experimentation. We write our own music, and then from there, like I basically fill all of the the holes between gigs with doing my own things, either recording for video game music projects, recording for other people's projects. There's like a spectrum from like work to play in terms uh-huh. of what yeah, all of the, okay. the playing I do is, and I guess the classical side is more of like what I actually make money doing, right? Whereas the video game music stuff is what I uh really just do for fun and that doesn't mean that i don't like playing classical music and that also doesn't mean i don't make money playing video game music mm-hmm. um it's just well, it's sort spectrum, of like the cross like said, there yeah. yeah yeah one of them you depend on for one thing the other for the other i guess right, exactly do, do you ever find yourself in that situation where um you've accepted too many projects for both worlds at the same time and then everything begins to implode <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> i mean i think that's something that like all of us can definitely yeah. relate to at one point or another it's mm-hmm. it's really it is tough to balance it all out because, especially like you know if i if i've accepted or if i've told like a bunch of people i'm going to record for them then i've got those folks waiting on me while i have to do all of the things that i've like contractually bound to do you know mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's not fun to have to be like, hey, I'm sorry I haven't recorded for you. I know, like, I told you I would record for you, like, two weeks ago, you know. But sure. I really do need to play this concert that I'm getting yeah. paid all this money to do, <laughs> you know. I guess the reason I was asking that in the first place, now that I think about it, is that I feel like your name is popping up on the credits of every album I find. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, how is, how is this working? I'm yeah, sure. I, I just said yes a lot. <laughs> really that's really Good. what it came down to and that, for better or for worse <laughs> so ben how about you what is your uh i guess musical wheelhouse oh god um you're catching me at a very strange time right now um <laughs> because yeah so I, I mean like i enjoy playing a lot of music that we've you know that we that we program in disco mm-hmm. practice and i you know like an ideal world you know that's the kind of stuff i want to play this thing that's like super groovy that sits somewhere in between you know funk and jazz and then you know like mm-hmm. doug mentioned before you know so you know something that is involves our classical music conservatory you know music conservatory training which is something that i always try to bring in with my arrangements mm-hmm. um but you know i i also spent a long time you know in high school and college playing in orchestras and while i don't do it as much as doug i've always i've always enjoyed very very much you know uh, just sort of being in that world because I grew up in that world a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like on top of that, if we're mentioning other groups that we play with, um, I uh, I'm a part of another ensemble that was formed from a bunch of friends of ours at the Yale School of Music called Invisible Anatomy, and that's a group um, 
entirely comprised out of composer performers. So we all got our mm-hmm. degrees in composition there, but we all played pretty actively while we were in school, sort of around the same time that Disco Cactus was solidifying mm-hmm. from our music and talk cocktails adventures and gentlemen back in the day and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's a group where, you know, we are more embedded in sort of like the, the New York new music scene, but you know, again, each of the members are composer and we sort of like co-design these theatrical shows together with one another. And, you know, I'm the percussionist in that group. And we also have two piano players, a guitarist, a cellist, and a singer. Um, so those are the kind of things that I do, although I haven't been doing a lot of performing lately because I am finishing up, you know, knock on wood, finishing up a uh, doctoral degree in composition at the moment. And I just finished my oh, wow. 50-page thesis and such. Oh. A couple of like... <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I've still got a lot of hurdles to go to jump through before I can, like, really return to, you know, playing and writing music a lot. It's Man, it sounds like your time is, is heavily split at the moment. That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But It's a lot of stuff. So, lastly, Sam, how about you? Um, what are you doing these days? I just play bass, man. I just do. I just yeah. do it. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, I was trained as a classical bass player. I went to Yale with these guys. Um, at funnily enough, Doug was actually my TA in my ear training class. That was really that was really fun. I'll never forget going up to you and saying if you wanted to jam with us sometime, and you said no. <laughs> That's, not That's what happened. It's not true. Uh, <laughs> I probably said I was too busy. That's that's exactly what you said. <laughs> but I didn't say no. He, he can't uh, always say yes, just almost always. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that would have been my second year of school, which is when I was getting ready for my my recital. <laughs> no, I know. On top of playing this that big steel pan mm-hmm. thing, where you're like, all of my time was being eaten up, just like hitting random notes on the steel drums, trying to figure out how the instrument worked. Man, you're just full of excuses as <laughs> always. Shut up. I'm not editing any of this out, by the way. You guys are going to have right. to just fight about it off air. <laughs> it's, it's fine. All right, great. Whatever. We get it's along fine. great. Anyway, keep going. Edit, ed, anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I tried. I tried my hand at, like, auditioning for orchestras and stuff and i still Mm -hmm. like playing that kind of music but uh this past year i kind of realized that that's not the direction i wanted to go i kind of wanted to start branching Mm -hmm. off into different things like more contemporary contemporary music and stuff like that like this past summer i went to a a week-long new music workshop with um the young student composers um this was at in Mm -hmm. uh norfolk connecticut um And they had four young composers who had just written pieces just for a sh- small group. And, like, kind of, I guess my ideal scenario is doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, playing new stuff. Because they're, like, there's just a lot of good musicianship out there. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And I want to, like, t- I want to tap into that market a little more. Right. And on top of that, I play some jazz as well. Um, I used to, I used to be a huge metalhead. I still kind of am a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had my, my background was in guitar and stuff. Um, so I still dabble in that a little bit. Recently I've been doing more arranging. Um, like I've been doing work for the Materia Collective a whole bunch. I, I've been oh, cool. on the, their past couple releases. And, uh, just this past year I started arranging for an orchestra in Massachusetts called the Symphony by the Sea. Um, and oh, that nice. was, and that, yeah. that's, that's, that comes like every once in a while, but that's really fun. 
I like doing that stuff too. So um, this is kind of a question for all of you then. Between, you know, arranging or I guess composing and then actually performing, how do you guys split your time? Uh, I don't think we split it. I think we like lump it all together. <laughs> yeah, and you just smash it all together in one. It's chaotic and explosive and sometimes you huh. really, it like really hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it exciting physically and emotionally i guess oh yeah, yeah definitely definitely physically <laughs> yeah i don't know i never really thought about like sm myself splitting time between anything so it's just like oh uh -huh. god i have to do this now it's just whatever's <laughs> next yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah whatever's next basically so when it comes to disco cactus itself how um heavily is that stuff uh, arranged and composed beforehand and how much are you guys mm. improving? ah that's a good question mm. so it depends on what we're doing we actually we like to do a little bit of both in terms of like a, a certain amount of heavily composed music and a certain amount of highly improvised music. Mm -hmm. The example of like highly improvised music would be like sometimes we'll just take a chart, transcribe it, um, or the take so take a tune from a game, transcribe it, and then mm -hmm. figure out what the chord changes are and just put that on everybody's stand and say, okay, let's just improvise over this. Sometimes one of us, most of the time Ben, <laughs> will write out a, a highly intricate, detailed arrangement where it's like play every one of these notes, you know, no yeah. exceptions. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, if you if you watch any of our like if you or any of our MacFest performances on YouTube, our Final Fantasy Zelda mashup Victory Storm is yeah. one of Ben's arrangements or our Pokemon Stravinsky mashup <laughs> is one of Ben's, which those mm. are like very thoroughly uh, composed. Yeah. Um, right. And then we have a, a couple things that sort of lie right in the middle. Like, um, I your, think your Chrono Trigger suite for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. The, my Chrono Trigger yeah. arrangement, my Undertale arrangement yeah. as well, which is like, you know, I want things to happen in this order, but who plays what part or like how you voice a chord or something like that, that's right. kind of up to you. And I trust you to do your own thing. you guys feel like by being sort of a constantly shifting group it's harder to be on the same page or is that not even a problem i mean it can be you know and we and you know we work with musicians that we really trust a lot yeah and mm -hmm. many of the players that we play with are players that we played for or played with in the past quite a bit as yeah. well um but no being a shifting group means that you know there are a lot of challenges when it comes to rehearsing and ultimately you know the more you rehearse the more together it will be so mm -hmm. we often have to find creative solutions to the problem of what do we do when everybody lives all over the place and everybody's really busy. Uh, like on that note, I think one of the most effective things we did was Doug gathers us all in the hotel room either the day before or the afternoon before our performance. And he's like, all right, nobody bring your instruments. We're just going to have like a vocal rehearsal. So everybody just brought their mm -hmm. music, you know, because like we all have, you know, like sheet music and stuff like that, too. And we just like sat there in a, in a circle and just sung and clapped our parts to make sure that everybody knew the form everybody yeah. knew you know how these like like a lot of the stuff that i'll do will have like shifting time signatures and stuff like that just because i like screwing with these <laughs> tunes as much as i can yeah. um uh -huh. you know so it was a lot of just sort of like you know don't worry about like your technique or like 
you know, hitting the notes or all this stuff. Let's just make sure we're all mentally like yeah. on the same page. And that yeah. was one of the most effective things I think we ever did. Yeah. I think one thing that I, that all of us learned just like in growing up and in uh, studying music is that communication is really important. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of what you can see it in like our MAGFest videos, like there's a lot of moments where we're all looking at each other, like, mm-hmm. and like, it's imp- unbelievable how much like a millisecond of eye contact can do oh yeah and just like making sure you're breathing at the right spot and everything you know yeah yeah just being in the same space with other people and remembering that right yeah yeah that's really cool so are all three of you guys do you guys all play games or do you just arrange them or no. no, none of us are really. That no, not really. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think this interview's over then. I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, no way. I mean, it's funny because like you know, I've I have a a lot of friends who are involved in game music uh-huh. in varying degrees, and some of them are huge game fans, and some of them aren't. You know, but um, Disco Cactus. At least the three of us are. We're definitely like pretty big time mm-hmm. gamers. Yeah. So I guess kind of to finish things off, um, what are some game songs that you guys have not yet had a chance to transcribe or arrange that you really want to <laughs> oh boy that is a big, big you can only pick 17 question. each yeah i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's pretty limitless um <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready do you anything? yeah uh, okay, i have all 17 uh the title theme from wand of gamelon wand of gamelon wand of gamelon wand of gamelon <laughs> Yeah, when I said I was playing Zelda all week, you guys did realize I was playing. You might want to gamble. Oh god. Uh, okay. Um, I don't remember the exact name of the track, but it uh, it's the track that plays when you get to Rabbite Forest in Saiken Densetsu Three. Pretty much at this point, anything from Hyperlight Drifter. <laughs> right. Um, all of us are big Hyperlight Drifter fans. Um, oh, I so really... side side tangent on Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, I'll let you get back yeah. to your seventeen g- games in just a second. Uh, Laura. Oh, w- it... when Laura went off on the yeah, Hyperlight, I, yeah, I heard it already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're all good friends with Laura, so like we've been. Laura and I have geeked out about Hyperlight Drifter music quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We've gotten some arguments about the theory behind it as well. I kind of wish I could have been on that episode. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think she mentioned you on that, actually. <laughs> so did. that makes yeah. sense. That all adds up. Okay, good. Just yeah. wanted to make sure you heard that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I've even seen her play the game and scream at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the live experience. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to think up more so one of you guys should say something. I, I have a few. Okay, good. I have a few weird ones. Well, I've got this, I have this, like, sideburner project I've been working on for a long time, which is, like, a set of uh, like marimba arrangements for the whole first sound, uh, the soundtrack to Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my goodness. And some Banjo Tooie stuff. And so that's a project I think Doug and I are gonna do. Yeah, we should do that. Summer? Please do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any more, any more game songs to throw out before? Oh, yeah. oh, you better, you better believe it. I've been right. No, link the faces of evil. Oh, right, is, is number right, two. Okay. Sorry. Interestingly enough, I actually do, thinking about this, I actually do kind of want to listen to some of that music and see what's up. Because if you ever listen to the music in the game, it's just like fast-paced rock good. stuff. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's um, pretty good music. But I quality of that game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reiterate Hyperlight Drifter again, because mm-hmm. uh, my brother, uh, his name's Pete, he um, recently did something for a Materia Collective album that Doug actually directed for um, Undertale. Mm-hmm. And he did he did a like post metal black metal version of a song that we both collaborated on, mm-hmm. and it kind of made me want to like get into like arranging music for a metal group. And uh, my brother right now we're kind of collaborating on a project where we're gonna do some of the tracks from Hyperlight Drifter in that style. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as he he has one of them like close to finish now, and it's like unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Other than that, uh. I would love to do like a Gunstar Heroes suite for Disco Cactus. Gunstar Heroes has like the coolest music. Yeah. It is very cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Hearing these guys talk about this stuff made me remember that one thing that I've always had in the back of my mind as a pipe dream that I'd like to do through Disco Cactus is take any video game. So actually, there are only two. So either Final Fantasy VI or Undertale because they both have opera scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh... Undertale's opera scene makes fun of Final Fantasy VI's opera scene. Mm-hmm. But um, we know so many opera singers from school. Right. That I would love to like actually like somehow arrange an opera scene. Like like a straight actual opera scene like from one of these it. games. Yeah, like stage it and like <laughs> oh, we would be the okay. yeah, that wow. And yep. Yep. That would be incredible. That's like a the uh, way off in the distance, but like <laughs> Dream big. Uh, Dream I know. Big. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be that awesome. would be amazing. That yeah. I feel like that would just be a very intense live performance to sit through. <laughs> oh, we do intense. We do intense. <laughs> very good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Well, I mean, clearly you guys have plenty of time, so just let me I, let me know when you're done with these. Maybe we can have you on next month when they're all finished, and yeah, then we yeah. can <laughs> chat about it. Yeah. Yes, next month. <laughs> next month, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we better start wrapping this up then, guys. Thank you very much for dropping by. It was really... Hey, thank you. Good to... Yeah, thanks for having us, man. To close it out, is there some place on the internet where people can learn more about Disco Cactus? (laughs) Yeah. um, We have a YouTube page with a couple of our videos, Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of recordings from, like, uh, various performances. Um, And we we have, like, a a Facebook page. uh, We have a Twitter account. 
Um, we're really all pretty terrible about maintaining social networks. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you can you can at least find a couple of things there, and then hopefully soon we'll start talking about this like hypothetical album that might actually happen pretty soon. Very good. Um, Very good. Which will will blast through those networks. Yeah. And if you also look up Magfest Disco Cactus on YouTube, yes. you'll see you'll find our performances on there yeah. too. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And uh, for now, we are going to head back to the rest of the show. Bye, Doug. Bye, Ben. Bye, Sam. Well, there they go. Wow, what what friendly fellows those were. They were a little prickly, but <laughs> that's a cactus joke. That is a cactus joke. All right, well, it's time to wrap up the show. No, wait, wait. No, it's not. Are you saying you have a secret? I'm saying we're bringing back a fan favorite, and by fan favorite, I mean the lowest rated item on the overclocked <laughs> uh poll uh the yep. secret songs we are now conducting our show entirely by polls <laughs> yes and by that i mean we're doing all the least popular things <laughs> we're like oh you guys listen every week time for bi-weekly oh everyone everyone ready to show banter at one here we go yep. all right let's banter it up but yeah we're back with the secret songs because no one else has a segment ready another reason to go bi-weekly <laughs> true but it's still fun it's the part of the show where we mm -hmm. try to surprise each other with video game music and i'm really excited yes. about my track today i'm not i'm excited about mine but not yours well friendly competition all right, I I will start with yours though okay. to get the unexcitement out of the way. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Ready to go? Uh, almost, almost. All right, we're, so let's click on three and listen to the song. Okay. okay. One, two, three. It's a casino level. <laughs> well, I'm curious to see if it's you recognize it because you played this game before. I'm gonna miss it. Pokemon Training Card Game. Oh, you knew it. Yeah, did I? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, I'm like, okay, this is Game Boy. This is really good. It must be Pokemon Training Card Game. I, I was listening to that soundtrack today. I think it's my favorite Pokemon soundtrack. I agree. It's also my favorite Pokemon game. So listen to this just one more time. This part is the best. Here we go. All right. I swear, That's good we swing have music to there. we have to bring them to Broadway. Like yeah, but um, bum 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 bum. It's so good. It's really good stuff. I like that a lot. Where does that play? It's just like in the Grass and Lightning Club room. I don't know why. All right. Well, it is time for my secret song now. Man, I really like that. That game was a good soundtrack. Yeah. And I mean, I I'm think kind of surprised I was able to guess it. But me too. I feel like listeners might have caught on at this point, but we're not like i don't know we don't have a ton of nostalgia for you know mm, nes game boys yeah like yeah. chip tune that's not really our thing we tend to like no more modern music to be perfectly mm -hmm. honest with live instruments but um poof that one couldn't resist yeah well let's go ahead and check out my chip tune classic here all right here we go on one two three
Yeah, this is one of those Genesis tracks, isn't it? Yep. That FM synth, don't you hear it? Oh, wait, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, this is the new Insane in the Rain JRPG. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this the sequel to Big Blue? <laughs> it really sounds like that band. You have any ideas other than those? <laughs> well, to me, it sounds like um, the next generation of Fire Emblem. I don't know. <laughs> wow. All right. So what about if I told you the composer? You know Kohei Tanaka. I mean, I know Kohei Tanaka, but I can't remember anything he's ever composed. All right. So, do you remember a game Gravity Rush? Oh, that Koei Tanaka. Is this Gravity yep. Rush 2? This is Gravity Rush 2. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's real good. So I love the Gravity Rush original soundtrack. Yeah. And I've not heard the sequel yet. I've been saving yep. it because I want to play the uh -huh. game. But man, this makes me want to play it a lot. Yeah, I love everything about this track, especially that uh, saxophone. Just a good rip-roaring saxophone solo is always going to make me happy. Yep. Especially in that. I just love the pop orchestra sound of this whole series hey both of our tracks like could be played with a pop orchestra and be very happy yeah exactly we need that uh we need houston symphony to do gravity rush pokemon trading card game <laughs> yeah well i think video games sure, live is list. still opening their polls for new, oh, new yeah. songs so pokemon trading card game let's do it i'm hoping we can do a little deal with tommy talarico we can do a live secret song session when they come to houston yeah. sounds good but yeah i love how a lot of uh like Japanese games now are using these like pop uh, orchestras with electric guitar and saxophone. Yeah. Like Nintendo's used that a lot and Gravity Rush uses that. And I, I encourage them to keep doing that. Oh yes. It's just like a mashup of the best of music. <laughs> yeah. My favorites for sure. So this is, um, uh, yeah, I really want to hear the rest of this soundtrack. So what inspired you to choose that one? Did you listen to the Mark Carter Bros episode? Hmm, I didn't. I'm trying to think what inspired me to look at Gravity Rush. I, oh, I was looking at games that came out in 2017, and I'm like, oh, Gravity Rush 2. Oh, cool. That game sounds pretty good. Yeah, so. Well, I, hope I don't know how people actually liked the game, but I think people liked it a lot. Hmm, good. Yeah. Okay, well, that was fun. That was an especially good one. That was fun. But we're running low on time, yes. so I think we need to end the episode. Oh, wow, let's go Let's do play that. the bumper right now. Okay. Like this. What a show, what a show, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode 62 of the Overclock Podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Yes, thank you for flying with us today. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find out more about Overclocked Remix, head over to www.ocremix.org. Yes, and as I foreshadowed earlier in the episode, you can find us on Twitter at OCR Podcast. And you can email us at podcast at ocremix.org. 
Yes, indeed. And uh, lastly, I would like to thank everyone for listening, everyone for submitting their answers on the survey, and of course, Sin for writing the Remix mm-hmm. Rewinds, except for a couple of them, which I filled in for. Uh, yeah. And of course, Doug, Ben, and Sam of Disco Cactus for a very fun yeah. interview. Absolutely. And we have so many playlist submissions this week. It's crazy. Apparently, that's what happens if we give it two weeks. I know. I mean, like, we could almost do two playlists. <laughs> Apologies to anyone who didn't make it into the playlist this week. Also, I want to do a special shout out to uh, Systems Ready for submitting Sand Hill from Sonic Adventure. Little spoiler <laughs> there. But oh my gosh, that's such a wonderful song. Can, can we do the new thing where we give special shout outs to the playlist? Because I have one. Yes. Too. Okay. Um, the one I wanted to give was um, to Kyle. Kyle mm-hmm. JC, as, as you might know him. Mm-hmm. Uh if you haven't figured it out already, this weird playlist of disco and desert music was uh, <laughs> an allusion to our interview guests uh, yes. this week. But Kyle nonchalantly strolled onto Twitter and said, hey, I'm not going to submit a disco track or a desert track. I'm going oh, to submit no. a disco desert track. And how he do, found how? he found a song oh, my gosh. That, ha- that was desert themed with disco elements. I'm impressed. Well done, Kyle. You are the official winner of this week's playlist yeah we now have winners yes we do and it is kyle granted he wins most weeks because he submits really he just knows songs. all music all video he games. knows all music yep um but on that note let's jump into this week's playlist The Playlist is a weekly collection of listener-submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This week's theme is Disco and Desert. Sand Meets Sky from The Secret World and submitted by Sin. Sandy Sound from Breath of Fire 3 and submitted by Star Phoenix.
Sand Hill from Sonic Adventure and submitted by Systems Ready. Desert from Ragnarok Online and submitted by Lazy Gecko. Desert from Pokemon Sun and Moon and submitted by Tamias222. Disco Kid from Punch Out for the Wii and submitted by Major Third. Desert Nights, originally from Tales of Symphonia, remixed by Usa, and submitted by Kyle JCRB.
Mare Desert from Spark the Electric Jester and submitted by Sothen. Natural Playboy from Busta Groove and submitted by Jose. A song I can't pronounce from Xenoblade Chronicles X and submitted by Zachary.
You've been listening to the Overclock Podcast. Next week's playlist is peaceful music. Look for something comfortable and calming. To submit your own suggestions, or just say, go back to once a week, go back to once a week, hit us up on Twitter at OCR Podcast. Email us at podcast at ocremix.org or visit us on the forums at ocremix.org. This week's lyrical wisdom Rescue Girl. Yeah, you are the world to me. And I promise I'll be there for you forever. So rescue me. Come and set me free. At last, from the flames in my heart.